Welcome back to Season 3 of the Beat the Often Path podcast. I'm very excited about my guest today. His name is Will Boyajan, and he's the creator of HopefulCases.org. He was inspired to start performing music in New York City, but with a twist. Instead of playing for money on the street, he told his listeners to leave money in his guitar case if they had it, and said that anyone who needs the money can just take it directly from his case. He's expanded this simple act of kindness online during the pandemic, where he's now able to help people in need from all around the world via live streams on Reddit and elsewhere. This man is truly inspiring. So here's Will Boyajin. Will Boyajin, thank you for joining me on the podcast. How's it going today? It's going good. It's going good. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk. Well, I'm very excited to hear you talk. Um, first, I have to say that's an awesome looking studio behind you. Thank you. It's uh, it's my parents' basement, my okay. soon to be left parents' basement. Uh, this this four week quarantine that started uh, March twenty twenty. I said, uh, let's make it a year, round it up, you know. Right. And you're based out of New York City, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm normally based out of uh, New York City, uh, all over the boroughs. But uh, I've been in upstate New York for a calendar year now, so it's been a quite a dramatic change of scenery and a change of pace. I can imagine. Um, well, that actually brings into mind a lot of questions that I have. So maybe just give us the quick intro. What are you up to? Who are you? So uh, my name is Will Boyajin. Uh, before the world ended in a pandemic 15 years ago, uh, <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I was living in New York City as, a, as an actor, musician, and a writer uh, you know, full-time. Uh, but I always had a, a side project I did that was called Hopeful Cases, uh, which was simply we would use musicians, myself primarily, uh, to play out in the streets and in the subways with a sign that says, if you're homeless or you need help, you can take as much money from the case as you want. We just want to play. Right. Uh, so we were doing that for about three years from 2017 until right before the pandemic. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we naturally couldn't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to give up. So after a few months of... Uh, corona related depression uh we decided to jump back in with an online model so now we do two shows a day or two shows a day streaming um and instead of having the physical guitar case filled with the coins and singles we've opened it up now to to an online platform so we have an emails we get emails of requests uh we raise money during the streams and then all that money goes out so it's uh it's definitely a different model and it's been it's been wild. It's been a wild experiment, but I'm happy that we got to keep uh, moving forward with it. Well, that is excellent. And you were recommended to me by a longtime friend of mine who's a huge fan of yours. She follows everything you do. And she said, you got to talk to this guy. So she showed me the hopeful cases concept. Immediately, I was drawn to it. And maybe just quickly explain what is this hopeful cases idea? So it's, it's so I mean, the general crux of it is that you have musicians. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the easy crux of it is it's, it's a, a reversal of the traditional busking uh, method. You go out there with your guitar, you play, and you ask for donations. We said, you're a musician. You're going to want to go out there and play. It's fun. You get a great audience. Uh, it's always been my, my number one love has been the audience. Uh, so you can go out there, play, and it doesn't cost you anything to play, a little bit of time. But it's fun. People put money in and anyone can take that out. The idea being that we have, especially in a city like New York with, with just maybe the, one of the greatest wealth uh, 
disparities in the world um, where the super rich and the super poor are physically crammed on top of each other. The fact that there is someone there who is drowning over five or ten dollars when a New Yorker five feet away from them will spend five or ten dollars on nothing. Right. I would I just spend five or ten dollars. I, I I'd like my subway card was in the a deep pocket and I'd be like, I'll just buy a new one. I don't care. Uh it's a city. You spend five dollars on stuff you don't even remember. Um and these are people who you see every day and they're your neighbors in the city. So you should do it. You kind of take care of them. Uh, you know, it, it started with a, uh, with a new year's resolution I did in 2017, which was every time I was approached on the street for money, if I had money on me, I would give it to them. That's it great. very quickly turned into 20 or $30 a day, right. which I, I, I did not have the money to do that. But sure. we want to see using my limited skill set as, as, as an artist and as a musician, how can I maintain the general feeling of this in a way that's sustainable uh, for the city and for me? So this was, this, was the, this was the weird experiment we came up with. Right. So you, you go out, you play, you put a guitar case down, you accept money into the case, and you put up a sign, and the sign says... Give some money if you've got it, and if you need money, take whatever you want from the guitar case. Take the whole thing, just leave the guitar case because I need it to just play. Just leave the guitar case. Right? So were you busking or performing your music in this way before, or was that also part of the experiment? Uh, I mean, occasionally. Occasionally I would go and do it when I wanted to feel good about myself, when I wanted to go play some music if it was a nice day. Uh, if, you know, when I was in college every now and then, if me and a buddy wanted to buy pizza and soda pops, uh, no, if we wanted beer, we'd go out and we'd play a little bit and we'd party for the night, you know, that kind of thing. But it was always very casual. It was always very fun. It's still very fun, but, um, yeah, you know, once, once in a blue moon, I would. Okay. And then something just snapped or how did you wake up one day and you say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I will tell because I'm not supposed to tell this story, but I can tell it now because it's been long enough. So, <laughs> I um, love this. The year was 2017. <laughs> the year was 2017. The, 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 the year was 2017. Alan Rickman had been dead for a year, <laughs> which sounds like a weird way to get into the story, but it, 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 it's part of it. Oh, Alan it. Rickman had died a year before. Okay. I receive a very random email from Sigourney Weaver's assistant and says, hey, Sigourney Weaver wants to throw a one-year memoriam service for Alan Rickman. How would you like to play Uptown Funk? And I said, of course. You were my biggest crush in the movie Holes. I'd be honored. So I go and tell everybody. I tell the world. In not in not a, like a humble way. I was like, ha-ha, idiots. Your boys made it. I'm going to go <laughs> play Sigourney Weaver's dinner party. Um, and... You know, she had heard of me through a friend of a friend of a friend. And, you know, then they say, how much do, how much will it cost for us to get you? And I had never been asked that question. So I gave a number that was just way too low. Hmm. I think I was like 150 bucks. Like, I'll, I'll do it for 150 and for appetizers, please. And it'd be like if someone, you wanted someone to cater your wedding. And he's like, I'll do it. I'll do it for a parking pass. Like. <laughs> right. So they got back to me very quickly and were like, yeah, we're, you're not a person. We thought you were a somebody. You're no one. Uh, we're going to go somewhere else. And I really? just had that. Like, 
Yeah, like and I, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that, but that was kind of the like. And I had like posted on Facebook. Oh no! I had told relatives. So I just having those days. I, I just felt very defeated. And sure. In that very special, uh, narcissistic New York City microcosm way, where your issues are the greatest issues any humans ever faced. Uh, and I didn't want to, you know, just wallow in it. And I said, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go do this in the subway." The idea had been kind of. I thought it would be cool. You know, there were some times I had busked in the past where you'd have all these dollars for stuff I didn't really need. And someone would walk by and they have no dollars and you go, Oh shit, man. And it's just the way it's in a guitar case too. It's really splayed out there. Like $50 in singles looks like a lot when it's in a box, you know? True. Um, so I just did it. And you know what? I felt really good after I did it, which is not a feeling I feel that often. Uh, but I felt really good. I felt happy. I felt clean and I felt like I did something good. Hmm. So I just kept doing it and it just kept working. And I'm sure it's a little bit of the, uh, of, of the egotist actor in me, but I loved being like when you're on the platform, they're like held hostage. They can't go anywhere. Like you're like, you have to listen to me. Uh, and it felt good. And I kept doing it and I saw that and it worked. I didn't know if it would work. You know, I said, Either no one's going to give, either one person's going to take it all, or whether no one's going to take it because it's such a weird uh, low place to be in when you have to do that. The thing I don't like about it, and I still don't like about the street model, is it does – the physical act of taking the money out, I think, is – it's so public. I've always hated that. I've always sure. tried to find a way to make it less public. Um but I just kept doing it and tinkering with it. And it's just slowly kind of turned into a, a thing. It's like, it's almost, we're almost like a thing thing. Now we're trying to turn into like a thing thing, but it's been a, it's, it's been, it's been a fun, wild ride hypothesis sure. experiment thing. Yeah. Well, that's a very cool story. It kind of reminds me of a uh, Christmas Carol. I think it starts with the Marley's <laughs> were dead to begin with. I believe that's the opening line. Alan Rickman was dead to begin with. That's so how it started. Said, um, no, you know, I thought that story was going to be positive. I thought you were going to say that she said, hey, buddy, 150 bucks, too low. Change yeah. it. You know, give you that opportunity. Say, come in at 10000 and maybe we have a deal. But that's that's no, no good that you just walked. They're like, do you have any references? And I was like, Ouch. no, I do not. Ouch. Ouch. Not only do I not have references, I've burnt most of my bridges. <laughs> well, you know, that that's really fascinating because here we have an example of something that you've done in the real world. You've gotten some traction. Did, well, did you get more money when you put up the sign that said, take it? Did you notice a difference between that day and other days? So definitely people oh, were more likely oh to my. give when they knew it oh wasn't my. going to you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, and like I used to and I, I try to say this humbly. I used to make more than your average street performer as a busker because mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, like really I'm, good. I'm, a, I'm a professional musician. Like, I'm, yeah. it's my job. Right. Uh, so I, I always made a bit more, but no, I mean, no. And, and that's, what's cool. And is, you know, it's the idea is what's making the donations, not the music, the music helps the music lures them in. It's the, it's the pie aroma that gets them through the door, but it's, it's the action. Um, and, 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 uh, the message. And that's what always is. It kept me in it. That's what's kept me in it at all the times I've wanted to stop doing it. Mm. Uh, you know, because it does. There are some times I go, it's like, it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. Um, and 
but yeah, I mean, we get, I mean, I think at our peak on the street, we were making a hundred fifty, two hundred dollars an hour, and it, and, like, and, and it would go like as soon as it came in, it would go it's out. Gone. It was a, yeah, yeah. Did you have like groupies or people waiting around who are just waiting for the money to come in? Oh, people to take. Um, yeah, sort of. I would definitely have regulars. Uh, I I would have regulars, people who I would see three, four times in a row, and then they would just stop coming. And that was always a bittersweet for me. Because uh, you don't know why they're not there. Right. I like to hope maybe my my naive, you know, when I was 25 or whatever, my naive brain would say, they they made it. But they, for all we know, they, they couldn't. Um, and that's what was different about the earlier model was people would come and they'd go and it was a happening in that moment. If you were there, you have, but now we have emails and we keep in touch and, uh, we check in and we get repeat emails and we get to kind of track where people are going and we have keep tabs a little bit more on, you know, on the happenings. So it's definitely a very different thing now, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have groupies. I'd, I'd have a couple p- people who would see me right, like in their commute. I had a lot of angry groupies. I used to play in the morning. Angry. Yeah, no, there'd be a lot of people who'd be like, "Fuck, it's eight. It's eight, dude. It's eight in the morning." It's like, like I, I'd be on the platform at eight, eight o'clock, a.m., a.m. Rise and shine. And there were people who'd be like, "It's God, I'm going to work. Stop it." People definitely give more in the morning. That's what I found out. A huh. New York City morning is a very optimistic. You don't know what could happen today. <laughs> a New York City evening, you're done. You are you're tapped out. So yeah, no groupies, some repeat people. Um, you know, we would naturally have users would be a thing we would encounter. That always had to be dealt with a little differently. Um, because it, you know, it wouldn't be uh it's not responsible for us to hand a user. $30 all mm. at once. Mm. Uh, but they would be there. So we would try to talk. We try to have resources to give them. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was, I miss, I miss the good old days. I don't know if when uh, I'm trying to get back to the city uh, in a month or so and start back again on the street. And I, I don't know what it's going to be like post pandemic. I'm very mm. interested to find out. Yeah. I'm out here in LA and we're somewhat similar in that regard. It has been very different since this whole thing began that's for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and who knows if when so many good things that were happening have stopped cafes are closed you know small businesses have shuttered there are so many differences that you see but what's very interesting about your story i think is that you took this physical thing we've been hearing this story in another way all the time people who were working in one capacity they're doing remote work now but you're doing charitable giving in one capacity, and you have the same kind of idea, how can I bring this digital? How can I turn this idea online? So talk to me a bit about that process. Uh, so I, I, I like so many, especially so many of the arts at, at the onset of the pandemic. And, you know, like 2019 was a banner year for me work-wise. Like I was, I was knocking it out of the park. And I said, these good times cannot stop. They're just going to keep going. So when 2020 hit, it really like, I was like, oh, how fleeting is my, is my life? Like in my, in my work. Um, and so, you know, uh, 
remember when everyone in the beginning of the pandemic people were doing like live stream concerts and they were like lame like remember how lame they were in the yes. beginning your friends Horrible. would be like come see me and i'm like i don't want to see you so i wanted to do that but i wanted to do it and i tried it once i tried it like once in march just me like early and like 30 seconds i was like nope 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 x out i can't do this this is awkward <laughs> um so i was sitting and then i saw that reddit was doing the rpan thing and uh the thing I always regretted when I used to busk was I never really got to do. I was limited by my environment. I was limited by having one guitar with me playing songs in a noisy New York city subway, fighting against the trains, walking my stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find a way to make it more like a show, hmm. like a variety show. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and it's really developed and it's, you know, I've done a lot of goofy stuff in my life, but this is one of the goofier ones that I'm actually, I'm like, I'm kind of proud of, of, of the work that's been done. And it's a whole, like, there's a show, it's a show now there's a routine and there's bits and we got intros and we do, you know, we make up songs and we get into fights with trolls and we have all the instruments. Like that was a thing I never got to do on the street was to have all the instruments. So I was doing the RPAN thing and then someone was like, you have to do Twitch. And I really didn't want to do Twitch because mm. that seems very aggressive. But then, you know, so I started doing Twitch and I said, oh, we got to do a different show. So we started, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Twitch. I've seen the uh, snippets. Yeah, I've, I've been yeah. diving in recently. Yeah, so the Twitch is very different. The Twitch is we, we write a song and You did a Disney day. rap recently. Yeah, that was yeah. They they liked that one. They always want me to do dirty raps. Okay. Um, but yeah, we basically say, hey, what genre do you want? And they say like, do flamenco. And I go like, cool. And I try to stumble my way through a flamenco. But we have all the recording gear and all the instruments. And then they go like, what's it about? And they're like, it's about Ross Perot. And you're like, cool. Let's try it. And then we do. So we end up doing an album a month. We've been doing that for three months. So we do an album every month, uh, a song a day. Uh, so that that's a lot of fun, but it's yeah, I mean, it's been fun to turn it from what was kind of a on the street happening into more of a solidified concrete show. Cool. So you've taken to donations on Twitch. How else are people donating to the cause via these channels? Uh, it's primarily we direct them through the website. Um, we do very very little through Cash App. We get very little through Cash App, uh, but it's primarily we go through their website, which which hosts uh, the PayPal donation page or the Streamlabs, which also I think goes through PayPal. Uh, and the main thing we've been pushing is is you know getting the word out. It's it's a different spread. People don't see us, but they're told. Um, and then we direct them to the website. Has a, if you need help, click here. And then we receive emails, you know, dozens and dozens of emails daily. And um, we try to determine what the, what the right amount to give within that range is and how to deal with repeats. And so we're, we're still very much in the green stages of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the learning curve still happening. We've had some big mistakes we've made. We've had some good triumphs. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, much more, uh, it's much more tangible now what we're doing. Like there's a paper trail. We got to file paperwork with the IRS soon. And like, it's real. Like it's before it was just. Just take some cash out of the case. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, I mean, I'm right when we became uh, right when we incorporated in 2017, I had to, they were like, what's your revenue like? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, what do you mean? You make, well, I was like, we don't really make money. It just, they throw it at my, I used to not even try to touch the money, which I loved. 
I, I would be like, just take it. I'm not going to touch it. You just you take as much as you need because I didn't want another human variable in there, you know. Uh, but no, but now we have to like make decisions. It's hard, you know, someone I don't, you know, I've been answering the emails less now that we're getting more people to kind of help. Um, but it's hard and it's hard. You hear people and we tell them, we say, do not give us your life story. We don't, we care, but I'm like, we don't care. We're not, it's not going to affect how much you get. Just say, I need some help. Give us your cash app and your PayPal. Hmm. And even with that, people really want to plead their case. Cause I, I think they also, it's nice to have an anonymous place to yell, you know, at the world. Hmm. Uh, but it's a lot. It's a lot going through all the emails. It's a lot. They're, they're heavy. They're all heavy. I can imagine. Um, and it's a lot of heavy people who were not heavy a year ago. That's the real difference. Um, and it's wild. You know, we just got one last week and someone's like, I just need insulin. They're like, and, you know, and, and, and we were talking on a platform where I could see their post history. And it was like running out of insulin. What do I do like this? And then the final post was like, if I go to the ER, will they give me my life saving insulin that has been sadistically marked up by a corporation? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so we deal with, we, we deal in larger numbers now. Um, and we deal with, uh, a wider scope of issues. So it's, it's really not even solely homelessness now. It's really transformed into any type of financial insecurity, food insecurity, um, working poor. Um, probably because of the clientele of Reddit and Twitch and, and who's telling who, you know, we're solely word of mouth now. Uh, but again, it, it's, all, uh, it's all in the air and always up to change. So we're still tinkering with the formula to try to find the greatest net good. So how did you settle on those platforms? Because it's kind of like a different world, right? You have the Instagram, other, this side of social media over here. And then I feel that Twitch and Reddit are kind of their own ecosystem. Very different way of being. So how did you settle on, I'm going to try to make a Reddit group. I'm going to try to do Twitch versus, say, an Instagram group. Because uh, I knew, because Instagram sucks. <laughs> so does Reddit. Don't get me wrong. Reddit also sucks. Reddit can um, be horrible. But Reddit's a weird, yeah, Reddit can be horrible. horrible. I can talk for hours about, but they can also be really nice. Um, But I've always gone Reddit, and I'm just like, like look at me. I'm just, I'm weird looking. I wouldn't do good on Instagram, but Reddit, they love to be weird as hard as they can try. So they were like, yeah, woohoo. Um, and Reddit gave me the ability to have more anonymous and more interactions, which is what we need, you know? So Instagram, they're going to see that they're followers, YouTube, they're subscribed, but Reddit is the closest I can find on the internet to standing on a street corner and yelling. And you've got a few thousand people listening to you yell at this point. So it's gaining momentum. Yeah. I mean, it's gaining, we, we, it goes up and down. It goes Reddit's very fickle. It goes up and mm-hmm. down. Um, I know that a lot of female streamers on Reddit, I'm trying to see how to delicately, like they just found the trick out. Cause like our panda just like, so it just got big. So I was right on the beginning of it. And there's a group of the type of, they just figured out the trick that like, they know how to get the people and it's Reddit. It's like not hard. No. It's not a hard dog to lure. No, know? it's really not. Yeah. So like, it's been a little harder for me. It's been a little harder for me to keep my numbers up. Yeah. Um, against that, but it's, uh, it changes. It, it, 
it 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 changes for sure uh but you got to keep pushing you got i mean i've had some shows we've had some shows where two hundred thousand people watch and then there was a wild or several months where it was like every day was like one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred eighty thousand, and then like last week i had a show where like 350 people watched whoa and it's hard because the requests don't stop the donations absolutely dry up Hmm. um but the requests don't and that's that's the place we find ourselves in now is uh just trying to keep up with the demand is proved to be very difficult with this model and much different than when i was on the street because i was on the street if i didn't want if i just wouldn't play and like the money was you got to be there when i'm there but now it's 24 seven and there's an expectation that needs to be filled. Yep. So the stakes have definitely gotten much higher. Uh, so we're always, we're always tinkering with the formula to try to keep it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. in terms of the total picture of your life, this obviously was something that began as a side project, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it stand now? Is this your full-time work? No, it's, you know, it's a uh, two hours. It's two hours of playing a day. Okay. It's, t- it's two hours of playing a day, which is time I probably would have spent goofing off. Or browsing Reddit. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's two hours of that. And then it's, then it's like a, a 150 hours a day of checking my emails for requests. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean it's not my full time. I would like to make it a full. I mean, I don't know if it's if it needs to have it be a full time. What I want to happen, and it's proving to be the most difficult piece of this puzzle, is to have um, more musicians playing, which is very hard. It's very hard, especially the streaming musicians who are doing it for cash money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to get them to say like, "Hey, would you like to do stuff for free?" and then receive none of the credit for it. Oh, and yeah. It's all yeah. Kind of a, you know, so that's what's kind of hard. And it's weird. It's tied a weird parallel now with me. It's I've been finding personal difficulty in separating myself from hopeful cases and the music I do and the art I do with what is actually the hopeful cases. Uh, and yeah, it's a weird, I'm like, can I do this person just asked me if I would do this? Like, is that, hopeful cases or is that me or do you like it because of this so it's yeah it's very uh it's up in the air Hmm. it's up in the air but no it's not my full time i I do my full time is definitely more varied than it was a year ago but it's uh you know i got a couple hats i'm wearing right now sadly all sat in this chair but it's uh, i I do some entertainment consulting i do some graphic design uh i do a lot just a lot from freelance writing uh and so, luckily, my expenses are low right now. All right. I'm not That's in good. New York City. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, a little bit of anything by any means necessary, it sounds like. Yeah. It's yeah. a hustle like right now. Everybody sure. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the world that we're living in, of course. Um, lessons learned. You've been at this for a significant period of time. Do you have any regrets or was it a purely positive force in your life? Um, No. I don't really have any regrets with it. I mean, there are some things I wish I did differently. There were some mistakes I made. Uh, Lessons learned. I mean, I've learned that people, when given the opportunity to do the right thing, they will do it. If you you set them up for an alley-oop, they'll do it. Um, I've learned a lot about what homelessness in America looks like that I didn't know before. 
uh, I had an idea before, but it was, you know, like we all do. It's, you know, I, I was expecting a guy in tattered rags, you know, waving a sherry bottle and shouting nonsense at a wall. I think we all have this idea of like, you're only home. No, we're all close. We are all. And if this year has done anything, it should have let us all know how close we are to financial obliteration at any point one it takes one bad year you could be on the street if you don't have a support structure in your life whether that is whether that's your education your support structure your family um i learned i learned i mean i mean how much working poor i would deal with in the city uh back when i was in the city uh people who are they're working jobs and they're homeless they have kids they're just trying i mean it's day to day they're just trying they can't get ahead um and it's, it's expensive to be poor is the thing I learned. It's really expensive. Uh, shelters do their best, but they are. If anyone thinks that shelter is a substitute for a roof over your head, either sorely mistaken, they're not safe places. Um, I learned that men who make up the majority of the homelessness problem do not have the resources. Um, and, and for reason, there's, you know, the, the homeless and street females are, are much more vulnerable, but the amounts of time I heard people say there is just not a male shelter I can go to or, 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 you know, I have a kid with me and I mm. can't go to uh, the, the shelters for women and children. You need to, you know, oh. um, so that's a thing I would like to see remedied. Um, mental health. I think we all learned this year that mental health is very, very important. Um, and I do think it's at the heart of, the urban um the urban homelessness crisis uh, the rural homelessness crisis has some different issues uh but yeah it's been a lot and you know i learned yeah pe- people are better than you think they are uh i also learned that you can't be that naive there's a lot of people out there trying to scam you we've mm-hmm. <laughs> i've i'm pretty sure there was about a three-week period that uh we were supporting several villages in west africa uh we got hit by the by the Nigerian scammers so hard, so really? hard for like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, they're relentless. We had no idea. We had no idea until I was like, "Wait a minute." So how how do, you, all, how do you how did you find out and how did you have no idea what was what happened there? Um. So I had, I the, we had an idea because you know we we got these like we don't ask too many questions and besides like unless your username is like unless your email is like here like here to scam. 420 you know sure uh, but yeah there were some things i kept being like huh a lot of people calling me sir kindly do this and a lot of people's calling their grandmothers grannies that was that's what started this they said oh i'm 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 here with my sick granny and i remember going like huh that's a <laughs> what's a weird way to say your grandma in america is granny uh and then we did some very shifty clever you know, IP searching and reverse image search. I mean, it was crazy. We'd get like a picture. They'd be like, my kid's dying. Here's a picture of him. And then I'd, we'd like reverse search it. And I'd be like, that was in time magazine in 1980 and mm. stuff, but it's hard. It's really hard. Cause like they do need it. Like, like, like they're not like, they're not scamming. Cause they're like, Oh fuck. Well, they're like, they need the money. That's why they're doing this. So we, we've tried to strike, there was a point where the one of the final ones we dealt with, and I was like, "Hey, man, 
I know that you, this is several people in one room. Like I get it. Like I know this, but like, here's the deal. We're going to give you a little bit, but you just got to stop. We're like, you got to stop or you're, you, you, just, you can't keep telling everyone. Cause it just, it wasn't. And that calmed it down or they got much smarter and they're still doing it. And we haven't, but it's a hard, it's a hard line to cross. It's like, and we get scammers all the time. We get them all the time. It's it's our biggest, most frustrating, frustrating thing in the world. Uh, and it, it's it's a tightrope to walk because you know the line between help and enabling is 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 thin. Mm-hmm. So we we try to use our words. We try to talk with them. We try to you know call them out. We'll give them calls and be like, let's have a phone call and talk about what you did and why you did it and like why that's not cool and what we can do together to help you. Uh, Cause I think talking is one of the real services we do. Uh, the money is helpful, but I think it's the talking is very helpful as well. So you have established kind of a helpline kind of, kind of, that, or is that just, no, we do not. Okay. Yeah. We don't have, in fact, and we even say like, we are not, we are not a helpline. Okay. Like we cannot, we're not qualified, but if you just want to talk, we got someone and we try to keep our, our correspondence, uh, pedestrian and casual. We try to, you know, we have little positive messages we end with that. I still, and I wrote them and I still, I, I roll my eyes at them, but I think they're good. I think it's good to hear sometimes like you can, Keep on trucking, friend. You can do it. Don't give up. We believe in you. It's going to get better. Um, and the biggest thing we say is do not hesitate to reach back out. If you need help again, we might not always be able to give it to you, but reach back out. Yeah. If we have it, we will. Mm. As of late, we don't always have it. Uh, and that's where it starts to get stressful because they pile, they pile up. And have you seen it just increasing exponentially or has it? Okay. Yeah. So just and the donations have, have, have kind of decreased because because you know the help doesn't stop people go i I gave i gave i gave some money Mm -hmm. two two months ago i gave 25 bucks that's all i'm gonna which is totally cool but uh it's hard to strike a balance it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to strike a balance you know uh and we get like you know there's there's like a there's like a homeless jungle that reaches out to me once a month and we we go on Walmart and we buy them water and Gatorade, you know, mm-hmm. forty to sixty dollars of water and Gatorade, and it gets like like they are gonna reach out soon, and we are, and if I don't have it, I go like oh fuck, like you guys are depending on this now, so it's uh it's more stress than it was on the street now for sure, mm-hmm. but it's uh and you had to d- become good. kind of an ethical arbiter here. You had to figure out morality in a series yeah oh 100 you know concrete and it's, uh, steps which yeah, makes perfect and, sense but it's not something you'd think about no no uh and it's uh and i am and i, I i'm i want i want to be delicate with my language here not to give the wrong connotation i am tied to this now where i wasn't ever tied before mm-hmm. but that is one thing i do feel in my personal life there's like the pressure like, uh, like, like if I'm honest, I do not want to do the streams today. Mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling it. I just don't want to do it. I'm going through some personal stuff in my life and some work lot stuff. And I just feel like garbage today. Emotion. I just don't, but I can't, I got it. I need to do it. Cause I got to keep, I got to keep the momentum and you got to keep the help coming. Cause I've 
put out a sign now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 but it's hard because we're, we're not going to fix, you know, I, I was bugging out oh, a couple of weeks ago and I had a buddy who uh, was there at the very start of this. Uh, and he was like, he, do you think, he's like, do you think you're going to fix this? Part of me was like, yeah, I thought maybe eventually no one would ask because everyone was cool. Everyone had what they <laughs> needed. Just, he's good. like, no, dude, like it's not going to go away. No. Whether you, um, and that, you know, that causes a lot of stress now. And it's, you know, I've, I'm a musician and an art. I'm, I'm not an organizer. I can't, I'm so disorganized. If you didn't give me this Google link, I would have forgotten. I would have, I would have missed this hundred uh, percent. I'm so disorganized. And there's like paperwork now. And we're trying to get our 501 C three status. Yep. And I like spent weeks writing it up and then I sent it and they like, I waited months and they got back and they're like, this is garbage. Like you didn't do anything right, man. This is so wrong. And I go, shit, I got to do it again. And they go, cool yeah it's gonna take another six months and i go fuck mm-hmm. and i'm just like so that's my plan right now is i'm trying to find uh some bigger brains than mine to help me yep some big brains to help me along the way right now yep that's uh are you able to put it into context i watched the audrey hepburn documentary and towards the end of her life she had a similar kind of awakening she wanted to use her fame for a good purpose so she started traveling around the world for unicef and there was that mixture of what i'm doing is really worthwhile and also this problem is way bigger than i ever imagined that it was and it's also unsolvable are you able to stay focused on the positive and say i'm helping who i'm helping and that's good versus holy shit this problem is massive and it's only getting worse yeah 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 i do try to keep that it's better than nothing it's uh the thing i struggle with sometimes is the return the return uh from hours put in to help given and whether or not what we are doing is taking away from groups with greater efficacy than we have Hmm. and like our donation percentage is through the roof because you know it's, it's damn near 100 because it doesn't cost anything to run this. But that's assuming that $10 in my hand is the same as $10 in a food pantry's hand. They can make that $10 much bigger than just Hmm. giving $10, you know? They can offer services that are greater than the sum of the money they receive. Um, And that's something I struggle with sometimes, you know? Uh, This wasn't meant to get big. It's not sustainable. It's okay. just not sustainable. Uh, it's because, you know, like, and like when I go and try to get corporate backing, sometimes they're like, what's the model? And I'm like, well, we give, you give us money and then we give it away. <laughs> and they're like in big chunks to organizations. And we go, no, painstakingly in small denominations to strangers who we do not vet at all. Uh, but I think what we do offer is I think the thought experiment behind this is important Hmm. it's important it's important we've always i've always tried to adopt the philosophy when i talk and i don't get to always this is cool we're getting deep in this one but i rarely get to talk that the real reason that this was lucrative was to shame people into the fact that they weren't giving Hmm. and that they were spending their money so uh so cavalierly 
when there was a problem so close to them. And the reason they didn't help is because in a city like New York, you stop viewing the homeless as people. Sure, here too. You pass them every day, you walk over them. Yep. And I always say, if you lived in a suburb and there was a guy, there's a guy just sitting <laughs> wearing guy. rags, yeah. just sitting sitting on, on, on the road outside, would you be like, oh, excuse me, sir, let me step. But you deal with it every day. And your yeah. options are you can come face to face with the reality that everything around you is remarkably fleeting, or you can just ignore it and go get a latte. And that's what the city makes you do. The city makes you put huge um, moral blinders on. Absolutely. And this one to make you go like, no, f- fuck you a little bit. Fuck you a little bit. Just give, you got money. You have way more than you need and you're going to die. You're yeah. going to die and no one's going to remember you at all. You will be totally forgotten. So the, why don't you just do something nice right now? Mm-hmm. What just do it? Just why? Because why not? Why? I mean, you can all say, why, why, why do anything nice ever? But I say, why? Altruism is what makes our species successful. Um, and I think we should be judged as a country on the way we treat our most vulnerable and our poorest. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't think we should feel proud right now. No. In this country, with the way we, we've dealt not with Not at all. It's great. Yeah. Or any yeah. of it. Yeah, or most of them. <laughs> Six, what, there, 600,000 dead and counting or near two? I know. It's not great. You know, in fact, that's that's the great example of what – that number has become an abstraction to us yeah. now. It doesn't you even matter. You can't even do – 100,000, 600,000. Yeah. Six big numbers. Number. Two big numbers. That, Who cares? That's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what can happen. And when an yeah. issue gets there, you have to ask yourself, I think, why is it becoming an abstraction? It's of because course. the reality of it is either – uncomprehensible mm-hmm. or it's too scary to realistically comprehend mm-hmm. and i think we get that in in, in the cities with the homelessness pri- uh, crisis um and i hope i think what this pandemic will have done besides cast so many of us into financial ruin is realize the importance of social works mm. and the importance of, of 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 welfare programs of um of subsidies in keeping us all afloat in what is becoming an increasingly volatile global bubble we are in. Hmm. Like the whole world's in a weird economic bubble right now, True. you know? And um, it's not going to end well. I don't know why we all think it's going to end. It's just going to get worse. Every day, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of AI and uh, an automated workforce. Same. But, Me too. But we all know that the, that, that the, the, the uh, AI utopia is not going to happen. We're going to abuse the shit out of this and it's going to be really bad. It's going to be really, really bad. Um, It's going to be really bad. Uh, And so I think you might as well just, while you're here, you might as well just do good stuff. Cause like, this is, these are probably the last golden days for a while. You kind of answered. I wanted to ask you, I had written in my notes here to ask you, would you consider yourself an optimist? (laughs) <laughs> would you no. go ahead? No. no i'm i'm a realist i think uh, realist. and which is yeah. what pretentious that's what pretentious pessimists say uh, right. i'm a i'm a pessimist i'm i'm a pessimist which is i think weird i think weird when people see i always use interviews and i gotta kind of have a certain like but 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 like no i'm i'm i think it's fucking atrocious and i'm absolutely i you know yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get so much. I don't know why maybe it's going to get better for no reason, yeah. even though all the points of evidence are pointing downward. Uh, but, you know, but, 
but it doesn't matter. And that's why you might as well just do something good. It just, why not? Well, why that's, not? That's, uh, I love that because I, I'm a big fan of, I always preach a third metric on these kinds of things. Like there are people who are, especially on the internet, especially on social media, there are the typical optimists who everything is good. I'm an optimist. Everything rose-colored glasses. Can't say a negative word ever about anything ever because that's just being negative. And then there's other people who are really pessimistic and cynical and just complain all the time. But rare is the third person who is able to look at the totality of the situation and say, hey, I personally believe that this is not necessarily getting better, but I'm still going to do something about it. I'm able to hold both of those viewpoints at the same time. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's like syllogistically i think like a centrist this is the only time i'll ever say centrism is good uh but it's like so just that's that's uh, the central position on this is the only logical one to take is that it's like mm -hmm. it's that it's a balance and i and i do believe that the net, that net good and net bad are total subjective terms that are that never have and like an ad hoc perspective to look from so it's like it doesn't really like, 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 we go like, oh, man, must have really sucked in the Byzantine Empire. And you're like, we don't know. We just don't know. It probably was rad for them. You know, like there was suffering. But when your whole life is suffering, then it's you've you've raised the bar of what, rel you know, everything becomes relative. So yeah. it's I don't know. I'm just a pessimist because I think why you'll never be dis. You're, it's only it, I'm, I'm only surprised. I'm never disappointed. Yeah. I, I go, yeah, if something bad happens, I go, yeah, yeah, good. We've seen a lot of that, yeah. It just keeps I happening. was right. I, like, I, I was go. right. <laughs> I was right, yeah. Good for me. Would you rather be right in a pessimist or wrong in an optimist? I think I think being an optimist is, is much more healthy mentally. Yeah. And I think it actually does yield better results in your life. But mm -hmm. you can't fake it. You just can't yeah. fake it. You just can't fake it. I peeled back that gold foil a little too young, I think. Sure. You sound like you did as well. When yeah, I suppose. Back so. the <laughs> I, was, I was pretty like, young, yes. I contemplated books I the universe when I was shockingly young. As I yeah, recall. there was like some like stuff six. when I was like twelve. I was yeah. someone was like, "Don't, don't read, don't read Selfish Gene right now. Just don't read it. You're not read it yeah. in ten years. But like, you don't need to know that you're." a meat machine for replicating DNA. Like you don't need to know that right now. Just go and play <laughs> soccer and have fun. Sure. I'd be like, uh, nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it all turns, it all turns to carbon. Yep. That's so true. I remember, I think I was like six years old. I was in bed. I couldn't sleep because I was contemplating what was, what happened before I was born six years old, something like that. I was like, what happened in the billions of years before I existed and what will happen after? And then that, <laughs> that thought, and you come to your parents with that. And they're like, uh, <laughs> God, God, <laughs> I don't know. So there's know, a lot I've, of, yeah, I agree with your perspective of, you know, of getting stuff done. I'm always, I admire anybody who takes that step and who the is, does the, the, anyways. The is, the is not the ought. I think I, I, I love that saying, but you focus on the is not the ought. Um, mm -hmm. well, just what is it? What, what's happening right now? Objectively. And then you're the closest I think you can get. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's hard to say because this is like this is the most froofy bubble, you know, bubblegum feel good project uh, ever. But yeah. we were trying to be like cool and socialist, but it turned into a, like a feel good Instagram quote.
What? <laughs> sure. I guess that's the way it always goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and as a musician, I mean, you have some serious skill. I've seen. Your, I mean, you're unbelievable at playing. Uh, is it the cello? I don't know. What's the standard? The oh, bass. The, the uh, bass. The bass. bass. You're incredible at playing that. So oh, you thank obviously you. have musical chops. What's What's the background there? Did you go to conservatory? No, uh, I I went to school for musical theater acting. Uh, okay. Bass, bass, bass is a very new instrument for me, and is wow. not my main. You know, I've I've only been. You know, I was before this. I started playing. I think 2018, and uh, I was just doing like bump, bump, bump. I was doing like bluegrass. So I really only started playing the bass heavy during the pandemic, and I only started playing it during the streams because it's eye catching. It brings people in. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm primarily a vocalist and primarily a guitar player. Uh, and then everything else is just sleight of hand. Most of my instruments are sleight of hand. It's like, it, it's a trick. <laughs> like when other musicians, like when my musician friends okay. who are like player players watch the stream, they're always like, eh, yeah, you don't really play. Like, like, I don't really play the bass. I'm not really a bass player. <laughs> then it shows how ignorant I am. No, it no, looks it's, just great. It's, it's trickery. It's all trick. Okay. Like, it's all trickery. Went, like if if, if 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 I was at a wedding and they needed a bass, someone's like the bass player got food poisoning. Does anyone here play bass? I wouldn't put my hand up. I go oh, nah. No. I go nah. I can't. I just don't play it. I've never even seen one. Never seen. Never uh, heard of it. Yeah, but I can do what I do. Uh, it's 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 the same with all the you know with all the improv yeah. songs. People are like, how do you think of that? I'm like, because I've thought of all the words that rhyme that I know, like on the toilet. So it's like I'm not really making it up on the spot i know all the words that i know rhyme and you just pick one like oh i know what word rhymes with that i'll just do nonsense in between and that's you know put drums on it and it's a it's a it's a, it's a song you wrote a song right. did, did you watch whose line is it anyway as a kid you know what i did oh okay. and i love that I, and as, as i've gotten older it's made me angry i'm, I'm always like oh, i wish i wish i could get on whose line oh yeah dude that'd be but a great do they still do it that i don't even nah. know Hey, no, maybe was, maybe there'll be a revival. Maybe I, I used day. to watch that. I loved that show. I was huge, I, uh, huge I, into improv comedy. I auditioned for Wild and Out. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Wild Cannon. And yeah, wow, that's a day. moment in time, right? Yeah, and and they very well because they they did a reboot uh, like a couple of years ago, okay. and they very much were like, yeah, like you can do it really well, but you just I don't know what we're gonna do with. I don't know what. Mm. Who are you going to be on the show? Yep. Are we going to have one guy who's just wearing all denim who doesn't <laughs> like who just sits in the back and he's like, here's a funny rap I can. They're like, no, we can't. I'm sorry. You're just not right. You're not cool. Like, we need young, hip 18 year olds. More Nick um, Cannon. <laughs> more Nick Cannons, but that's life. Uh, that's so true. Um, so, you know, in the, in the little video you have on your website, you've got nice letters. You open up a nice letter, it's a touching moment. What's the nicest letter or story you've been a part of? You know, this is the one that always comes to mind, but uh, I was playing in the subway. It was during the summer. Uh, and a guy got off the train on the platform who was overwhelmingly uh, the worst condition I've ever seen a human being anywhere. Sores, big open sores on his legs from from diabetes, I presume, clothes in shambles like literal rags just just unshaven unbathed uh and he came up and he kind of eyed the case didn't say anything which wasn't unusual but he you know he reached in he grabbed a modest handful of cash and then he walked away and i was like yeah that's that's what we do that's what happens 
Uh, you know what? And then he came back uh, like a couple minutes later and he put two Gatorades down at my feet. And he's like, you look, you know, it's hot. You look thirsty. And just walked away. And I remember going like this. Like this dude has nothing. He's so barely hanging on to what we would consider to be a Western life. Just claiming doesn't have clothes. He's dying and he can't get medical help. And he took like seven or eight dollars and he spent 250 of them on Gatorades for me, you know, and that that really and the biggest thing I hear, the biggest thing I hear when I was on the street doing it, uh, you know, there'd be times I was tired and I just wanted to go home. I've been doing it for four hours. My voice was fading and someone come up and they take a couple dollars. I say, take the whole thing so I can get out of here. Just take it all, man. And they go, no, no, no. I want to make sure there's some for the next person. And these are strangers. This is anonymous. This is what we hear uh, very regularly. So those two have always, those two have always uh, touched me and made me feel human feelings for sure. That's a great story. Really cool. And and you know, to anybody out there who maybe has an idea that they want to do something like this, what's the advice? that you have and not necessarily the same thing could be the same thing, but just anything they're inspired or they have something inside that says, I want to give, or I want to do, or I want to make, what would you say? I would say you just do it. You just got to do it. There was a quote I was told by someone that was so good. You ever hear a really goofy quote, but it hits you at the right time and space, but they said, Hey, you can get paralysis from analysis. And that hit me and that, that was I did, right before I did, I did hopeful cases right before I did it. I, and I, I think I all like, oh, paralysis. Yeah, you can. So you just don't, don't think about it so much. You just do it. It's better than doing nothing. It's a hundred percent better than doing nothing. So you might as well just go out and do it and uh, just do it. Just do it. It's hard advice to take, but just do it. The worst thing you can do if you have an idea and you want to do good is to keep it inside your head, locked in your bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. just go out there and do it. That's great. Great advice. Well, we're nearing the end of this. Um, first of all, thank you so much for the time. It's been a, a total pleasure. Uh, thank really you. fascinating thank story. Lovely. And I think it helps that you're a very talented person, obviously, um, to do specifically what you have done. <laughs> you're not just yelling at people <laughs> in the subway. You actually have musical chops, and I think that helps lend credibility thank to the you. movement that you're trying to build. Um, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever received personally or do you have words to live by do i have words you know what they change they change so much i'm trying to think what i this is probably a bad time and space ask me because I, I think if towards we're all towards the end of the pandemic now, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, like, I'm like i have no direction what I is time <laughs> what do i, I like know, I'm, anymore I'm like, i float um i've always loved the idea of being oh wait do i have it is it here do I have my little goofy quote paper? No, I don't. I don't. Um, but you know what? I've j- just do it. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I, I have a set mantra. I think uh, you're going to die. Actually, you know what? I do. I do have a quote now. That I just remembered. This is from, um, you ever watch trailer park boys? Oh yeah. Jim Leahy, man. Hero. This is the Jim, this is the Jim Leahy quote. Oh, okay. I, I do. But that, that the, when you're dead, he said, uh, the greatest currency in life is gratitude. When you're dead, you're dead, but you're not so dead if you contributed something. 
So I think that's probably the closest to like a little mantra. I know, and that was that was that was Jim Leahy. Can you believe it? That's so fitting. Yeah, he's a hero. I mean, that guy he's the best drunk that ever the best non drunk to ever act as a drunk on screen and anything ever. Just and and brilliant. he's brilliant. And he's man. so um he's so it's funny because uh, have you ever seen him not in dude like acting like what he's like I've, in real I've life? seen a few documentary towards the end of his life. I saw him in a few things. He was building something or other, but he seems yeah, like a very he, intelligent guy. He's like a very poised, quiet, right. intelligent. He's like, I like doing masonry outside <laughs> right, alone yeah, he's building on on the coast. Yeah, like wow. Yeah, he's just a great actor. Yes, yeah. truly. But brilliant. Jim 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 Leahy is the closest I have to a spiritual guide at this point in my life. <laughs> That's a great spiritual guide. Oh, man. I never thought we'd get there, but I love it. You have no idea what that means to me. There's, there's a few people that are going to be listening to this that are going to be laughing out loud at that, that your ending advice. We got a, a number of Trailer Park Boys fans out there. Um, nice. But again, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I do want to kind of open up the floor at the end of this to, you know, obviously there's your website, hopefulcases.org but anywhere else that you want to direct people to follow you or to support or to get involved? Uh, if you want to go on Twitch, our Twitch is Hopeful Cases. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we have an album. The third album's coming out. It won't make any sense to you because you weren't there when we were making it, but it's fun. It's got like a death metal song about cheating and Monopoly, and it's got like a rap about Disney, and it's all improv on the spot, so it's fun. We got three of those. Um and you should join in. You get to give the suggestions and you get to title it. They all vote on the title of the album. So they, they voted, they submitted and voted this one to be called songs to destroy capitalism to, <laughs> uh, not my first choice of album title, but I got to do what the people say, um, in true spirit. But, uh, yeah, you can go check out the Twitch at hopeful cases. You can always check out the website or you can always email me directly. If you want to either get involved or you have ideas or you just want to say, Hey, all right. On the website, there's a contact, uh, button it's shaped like an email. It's actually shaped like a paper letter, but if you click it, it'll take, it'll you take email. you to email. Uh, but yeah, that's it. You, you, you can find me. And if, I don't know if you're, if you're like a, if you're a director or someone, you want to do see acting shit please contact me it's so dry yeah right let's now. help him build his other part it's of so his career dry. let's get him what he needs i know I like it's so that. funny I'm, a, I'm like i don't want to do music i was it's not what i do it's i do acting please let me well, but uh la is waiting for you i know i know i gotta spend some time in la i don't know if i will for a while now but that was always on my plan I'm not going to say that it's going to make you feel any better about the state of the world, but it's here. No, no, and at least it's I'll, warm. At least you'll question your existence in the sunshine. I will, rather than in, in yeah. the bitter cold. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Beautiful. <laughs> but again, thank you so much. been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I wish you all the best. I hope that you know you keep this going for as long as it makes sense for you. And you know, I know that you're volunteering, so whatever that journey means for you and whenever you continue it or stop it or wherever it morphs into, I wish you nothing but success. Um, I think it's really cool. And the world is definitely better for having more people like you out there who are at least, you know, trying, trying to do something. So thank you, know, you Ross. Friend. It was an absolute, absolute pleasure, man. Absolutely. Let's do this again. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, we'll touch base later, but with that, the podcast is officially over.
Thanks for listening to the Beat the Often Path podcast. If you've been enjoying this show, please like, comment, share, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to me on YouTube. It would mean the world to me. Also, do you have an unusual success story or do you know someone who does? Well, please recommend them to me. They could be a future guest on this show. Maybe they've rolled the largest boulder down the mountains of Tibet, or maybe they built the world's largest chicken farm in Madagascar. The point is, I don't know what I don't know, so I'm looking for inspiration and unusual success stories. So help me by being a part of this adventure. I'm looking to grow this podcast with you. Thanks again for listening.